Welcome to this episode. Today we're bringing on a special guest. His name is Eric Nice. In the 90s, Eric has become famous in the first ever reality TV show called The Real World and he hosted MTV The Grind. Today he's a health and wellness facilitator and he helped many serious drug and alcohol addicts recover with his method The Beauty Way. He's also a raw and superfood expert and he's very experienced in working with plant medicine. He also had a huge impact in my life when we were working together with ayahuasca in the jungles of Peru with the Shipibo Indian shamans. Eric is definitely one of the most evolved, self-actualized and open-hearted men I've ever met. Welcome on the podcast, brother. Well, thank you. That was very nice, Max. I appreciate that intro. <laughs> Humbly. But yeah, it's really good to see you and see a big smile on your face. I'm checking out your energy and you look like you're in your power, feeling really positive and confident. And that's awesome. Do you want to experience the full potential of your sexual energy, deep intimacy in your relationship and how it feels like to truly be in your power as a man? Can you hear the world's desperate calling for conscious, heart-centered men to rise to the occasion? Then welcome to the Heart of a King podcast, where you will find the clarity, guidance and tools that will empower you to do what it truly takes to live a life of freedom, fulfillment and bliss. So Eric, why don't you tell us a bit more about your story, like how you went from being a TV star to now facilitating really profound healing for people? Okay. My career in entertainment started when I was about 20 years old and I did the first um, real world and then hosted the dance show called The Grind on MTV and did a whole bunch of other things in the entertainment industry. Uh, but with my first experience with reality TV was the first real spiritual experience that I had because I was able to observe myself, um, watch myself on TV. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily, you know, like what I saw. Mm. Um, you know, I saw some behavior patterns. I was observing the way that I was responding and reacting and, you know, emotionally triggered and all those things. I didn't understand what any of that meant when I was 20 years old. All I know is that it didn't feel good to me. It didn't feel comfortable. So that kind of started uh, the whole process of me observing myself. And, mm. you know, many, many years later is that that would really come back around full circle for me. And so there were some things that happened about three or four years into my career where an individual, a manager came into my life and manipulated me, uh, took advantage of me, you know, was controlling me and kind of va vampiring my, my energy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was like my first real experience with dealing with people that were, you know, you know, kind of spiritually vampiring my energy. And so my career at that point, uh, and because of my uh, traumas from my childhood, I had a lot of suppressed emotion in my body. And I mm -hmm. didn't understand at that time how to process all that. And so uh, this individual came into my life. My career fell apart. Like he stole almost a quarter million dollars from me and destroyed my relationship with MTV and a number of other film studios in Hollywood. And so that threw me into my first consideration with suicide. Mm -hmm. 
and um, was was really depressed, uh, emotionally unstable. I was in a des- destructive way with with drugs and was really confused and lost. I knew that I needed to do something. I needed to get out of where I was. And so I went uh, out to Colorado by myself and went snowboarding. And I went into nature and I stayed there for about a month by myself. Some things turned around and some monies came in. So, you know, I wasn't in debt. I wasn't broke. There was an incredible story. I, I had a line of workout videos called the Grind Workout Videos. And they did really well domestically. And they had just started selling internationally when this happened. Mm. And MTV made a mistake. And they added an extra zero to one of my checks for my (laughs) international sales. And it was a $100,000 mistake. But because legally they weren't allowed, this is so crazy. Legally, they weren't allowed to take the check back because they had signed it and released it. And it went (laughs) through the postal service. And I didn't even, I didn't know that that was, that was a law. So anyway, I got this, this blessing. I feel from God, I don't know the universe. And that actually gave me what I needed to stay in the business and keep going. But at that time, that's when I met my grandmaster. My grandmaster was a, an eighth generation, 21 den black belt, uh, grandmaster of Chinese medicine and, and herbs, you know, three different martial arts. He was this Far East grandmaster. And I met him through my brother. I was at rock bottom. I knew I needed help. I had to figure out how to break free from these addictions and uh, understand like more about my life and like what was going on. So I spent the next six years living with him off and on, um, him and his family in California. And he trained me um, in martial arts and meditation and Buddhism and and, um, herbs and detoxing. And I basically learned how to do that with other people because I was doing that with myself. So that was really my first initiation and training with understanding how to heal and detox the body. Mm. So that was like a I was like a six-year crash course with a grandmaster from the Far East. Um, And then there's a a lot of things that happened, you know, after that along my journey. I started to go off on my own into the desert doing very long fasts and cleanses. did a 43-day fast in the desert once, um, you know, almost two and a half weeks on just water. Started getting into raw foods, learning as much as I could about healing the body. Because when I first met my grandmaster, one of the things he said to me, he did this thing called a vibrational reading where he touched, Mm -hmm. he could touch your body and he could read the, like the records of your soul and knew everything that was happening inside of you. And he said, you know, if you continue on this path that you're on, your blood is like mud. And if you don't change your ways, you're going to develop a blood clot in 10 years and you're going to die. And, and, I, and he put the fear of God in me. And, you know, that's when I started my path with him, I guess, to, you know, self-realization. Powerful, man. You talked about suppressed emotions. I think it's a real important topic on how to address that and like reconnect to our emotions, especially as men these days. Yeah, well, you know, there's a couple of men, also women, whose names in different cultures have lasted throughout the ages. You're talking about Buddha, talking about Jesus. Also in the Eastern philosophy, you have ascended masters like Kuan Yin. There was, you know, other living masters um, who also, you know, attained 
you know, whether you want to call it enlightenment or awareness or a particular presence, Yogananda, and just, you know, different people throughout the ages. And so their yeah. teachings, you know, they last, they lasted throughout the ages for a reason as like a tool book for us. It's like a handbook of, of how to liberate the soul from suffering. And so the soul agrees to come to this planet. It's a planet of free will, a planet of choice, a planet of duality. You know, this planet has darkness and it has light. We have love and we have fear. And so we're these beings of light that came from different star systems here to be a part of an experiment here on planet Earth where we have to deal with emotion. Where most of us are not familiar with that. And the reason why is because of the amnesia that we have. You know, we agree to come into this lifetime not remembering who we are and where we came from and having full access to the human brain. Uh, but essentially, we're beings of light here to have a human experience through emotion. That's why we're here. You know, so if anybody is questioning, you know, who are they? Why are they here? What's their purpose? What's their mission? It's very simple. We're here to feel. <laughs> That's what mm. we came here to do. And we have a choice. You can either choose to feel everything or you can try to choose not to feel things. Um, if, you, if you take the latter road and you're, you're choosing not to feel your emotions and you're suppressing your emotions and you don't want to accept your emotions and honor your emotions and shine light and love on your emotions, it's going to cause discomfort or disease in your physical body. Mm -hmm. and, it, and that can be the cause of anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, insecurities, fear, judgment, and personal criticism. And so where do these suppressed emotions come from? Well, suppressed emotions come from traumas in our lives that created an emotion and a feeling. And in our experiences as human beings, we have blissful, positive, or loving experiences of joy, but we also have experiences of pain and suffering and, you know, all the, all the different, you know, feelings and emotions that come from that side. Yeah. Well, when you're a child and you grow up in an environment with your mom and your dad, you're born into your family, the responsibility of the mother and the father is to provide a safe environment of love, of unconditional love for this new being of light to come into this world, to be able to feel emotion and express that emotion freely without mm. resistance, without judgment. And so most of us, pretty much everybody on the planet environment where we don't always feel safe to express ourselves. We don't always feel safe to share with our family, not only the things that we're feeling, but also the things that we're hearing, the things that we're seeing, and these abilities that we naturally have to connect with the spirit world. A lot of people don't understand that the physical world, the materialistic world, and the spiritual world 
are connected. There's, yeah. there's no separation between it. It's, it's, it's not, there's no division. There's no division or separation in anything. <laughs> and we're all connected. Everything is connected. We're all one. It's all just energies, all different types of energies moving yeah. and flowing around one another. But it's the human brain that creates separation and division, which is the an illusion. Mind, yeah. It's not right. even real. It's not real. And so when we, when we talk about suppressed emotion, we're talking about experiences from not only this life, but even your past life traumas in your life that cause emotion that don't feel good to us. And then we don't have family members to assist us and help us to process these feelings. In mm. most cases, we're advised or even forced or directed to push these feelings down. I mean, we've all heard, you know, that boys don't cry. That's the, the worst thing that you can do to a child is tell them not to cry and yeah. give them a reason why it's not okay to cry. Hmm. You know, yeah. for, for, for men, for, for men and for women to be vulnerable, to share their feelings and their emotions, that's empowering. That's yeah. power. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's strength. That's strength. That's power. That's, that's confidence. You know, that's honoring yourself. That's honoring the inner child. That's honoring, you know, you know, the feminine and the masculine within, yes. you know, it needs to be a balance between exactly. the two. Actually, I feel trauma is much more common these days than many people think, isn't it? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. It doesn't have to be, you know, war or molestation. Yeah. Physical abuse, war or anything like that. Cause we also, we have the, our physical body. We have our emotional body. We have our, our mental body the psychological body, and then we have our spirit body. So there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's four. So traumas can come in all different types of ways. They can come in, you know, the mental trauma is, you know, manipulation and control. You can abuse somebody by trying to control them and manipulate them with your mind. You can also manipulate and control and abuse people with emotion. And you can also do it physically. And you can even also do it spiritually. You know, so... It all, it, it all comes down to how does the child, how does that little child feel in that moment for whatever's being projected at them? Do they feel safe? Do they feel protected? And, you know, the people that I work with, it's, I used to say nine times out of 10, it's 10 out of 10. Mm. I have never, I've never worked with somebody, I mean, I've been doing this for almost 17 years and every single client that I've worked with, it all comes down to the same thing, suppressed emotion. What are you holding in your body and what is it causing? What, how is it causing you to feel a certain way? Mm. Bottom line, we could talk for hours and hours and hours about yeah. nutrition and breath work and cold plunges and grounding and meditation, you know, and all those things or yoga or whatever your spiritual practice is, because what most people are doing, what most people are doing, and, and, and I, was, I was a part of this, what most people are doing, as I was saying, or, you know, talking about my spiritual work, you know, like, oh, I'm doing the work. 
You know, I do all these different things and I'm on my spiritual path. Whatever it is that you're doing, if those things that you're doing are not addressing suppressed emotion, then you're not doing anything at all. All you're really doing is managing and coping. Mm -hmm. And now this goes back full circle to Buddha and to Jesus and to these ascended masters. What Buddha figured out through his meditation technique was that by the laws of nature, if you quietly, patiently, and diligently observe, objectively observe the sensations in your body, you don't judge them and you don't cling to them if they're uh, like a blissful sensation. So by sitting quietly and observing yourself objectively, by the laws of nature, whatever is held down in the body, whatever's being suppressed in the body, whatever vibrational frequencies are being held down into the body that are not in harmony and resonating with air, fire, water, and earth, that's what you're made up of. Your physical body is made up of four elements. Well, there's laws in nature of how those four elements interact with each other. If I was to take a balloon and bring it into the bottom of the ocean, it's by the laws of nature, it's going to rise. Right? Yeah. Once there's when, not when, the force pushing it down. That's it. Right? Think about what you just said. If there's no force pushing it down, <laughs> right? So we can look at that. That's, that. that's great insight. When the sun interacts with the water, it heats up the water, the water evaporates, and it rises. Laws of nature. The center of the earth, the magma, it gets hot. The water in the center of the earth, it gets hot, and it rises. Yeah. Okay, so now if we take that understanding and we apply that and look at the physical form, the human body, and how the mind plays a role in that of pushing it down, suppressing it, rejecting it, resisting it, right? You follow me? So if you're able to sit quietly and patiently and you're not distracted, and you're just objectively observing the sensations in your body, your mind is not involved at all. So first because quiet the mind and then observe. Exact, that's exactly right. You have to quiet the mind and then observe. And then by the laws of nature, those, those frequencies and vibrations that come from the judgment or the guilt or the shame, the insecurity, right? Yeah. That's what holds it down. That's what holds the emotion in place because you, you have a judgment about it. You're not accepting mm. yourself. You're not accepting yourself. You're not accepting everything that has happened to you and everything that you have done. You've placed judgment on it and mm -hmm. it causes fear inside of you. And And that's where your anxiety and your depression and it all comes from. You have to do it. Now, here's the word. This is the word. And everybody listen very carefully. This word exists because of Buddha. 
and that's called equanimity. Equanimity is calm in the eye of the storm, calm in the chaos of your mind. And you can see it in nature, like in a hurricane. You have a well-defined hurricane in the center of the hurricane is calm. Mm -hmm. In the very, very center of a vortex of a Taurus, of Taurus energy, in the very, very center of a tornado, it's still. And that's what we are. So if you can find that place, miracles can happen. And that's what, you know, if when we talk about the plant medicines, the plant medicines, they actually, they assist us to go into that place. They bring those suppressed emotions and those traumas up to the surface so that you can shine light on them and understand, you know, why you're operating, why you're behaving and why you're functioning the way that you are in your life. The super consciousness of those plant medicines, they know us better than we know ourselves. They've been around for a billion years like fungi. Mm. Fungi has like been around for billions of years. Plants yeah. have been around for billions of years. So they understand the laws of nature. They understand how things operate here on this little blue planet. Yes. And we humans are just like in the process of remembering some of that. Exactly. That's why this time is called the great awakening and the great purification. And why you're seeing a lot of, you know, things that have been in the shadows are being revealed now. It's that, you know, the masks are off. Yeah. Everybody's shadow is coming to the surface now because we're in a critical time on this planet moving towards an ascension for, of a new earth. Yeah. You know? So. What would you tell someone that is trying to work with these meditation techniques but is just stuck in the mind? Well, I, I mean, I would say go to a Vipassana retreat center, you know, go sit and go, go be in silence for 10 days or two weeks. You know, if you want to get to know yourself, stop talking and go into nature and just observe yourself. But my advice to people is, you know, like I was saying, there's four levels, right? You know, there's the physical, there's the emotional, there's the psychological, and then the spiritual. First and foremost, you know, your foundation needs to be strong. You need yeah. to be, your foundation needs to be strong. You need to be rooted in the earth, you know? So just something simple as grounding, like, you know, walking barefoot in nature and being connected to the earth is, is huge. You know, having a healthy diet, you know, making sure that you don't put any processed foods in, in your body. The more processed foods you put in your body, the more disconnected you are from the earth. If your lifestyle is fruits, vegetables, seeds, and nuts, what the earth provides for you, what you are actually made of, right? Then yeah. the more connected you will be to yourself. So that's the first, that's the foundation. Yeah, Once, if, you can, if you can adapt that foundation in your life, your mind gets stronger because you have the discipline, you know, to be discerning in spiritual choices. And emotionally, you'll be more stable you'll develop a stability to be able to process your suppressed emotions. Mm -hmm. So I've been on a vegan diet for about three years and I'm still on a plant-based diet now. What's your take on that? And what do you say to people who feel ungrounded on a vegan diet? If you have root vegetables in your diet, 
Mm. That will, that will help you to stay more grounded. But remember when you choose this diet, it's, it's not an easy thing because naturally your suppressed emotions are going to come to the surface. Yeah. So you're going to feel, and that's the thing you have to be careful about judging that because when the suppressed emotions, they come to the surface, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And you feel off. And then you're like, so then what are you doing with your mind with the feeling? Mm. Are you judging it? Are you saying, oh, I feel off. So there's something wrong with me. Well, there's nothing, nothing wrong with you. That's, that's you judging yourself. Yeah. It's just like coming up to be addressed and released, right? So it's Ex that, that, exactly. That. This is about a relationship that you have with yourself. It's about yeah. a relationship that you have with your inner child, your inner child is saying, oh, look, he's taking care of himself. He's treating his body like a temple. Yeah. He's, sh he's showing me that he cares, that he yeah. loves me, that he wants to create an environment for me to thrive. So then the inner child feels comfortable to share, to share more, to share yeah. what, you, what you're holding down, mm. what you're suppressing. You want to develop the relationship with your inner child and communicate with your inner child and, and honor your inner child in this way. So if these suppressed emotions come to the surface, the way to honor yourself and to honor your inner child is to go get quiet in nature and observe objectively and just allow it to come to the surface no matter what it is. If you want to cry, cry. If you need to scream, scream. Whatever it is. Mm. So it's, it's okay. And if you're somebody who's in a relationship with somebody, it's healthy to have an understanding between each other that because the reason why you attracted another human being into your life is to trigger you, to assist you in evolving, to grow together. Yeah. And so when you get triggered in a relationship, you, you, you want to be aware and conscious of what's happening. And yeah. if you get triggered, see, here's the difference, right? You, you're in a relationship with somebody. They say something, you say something, you get triggered, you get upset, you get angry. Most people, they retaliate and they attack mm -hmm. when really what they should be saying is thank you. Yeah. Thank you for showing me this within myself so I can evolve and I, I can heal and I can move forward. I mean, that's what this is all really about. This is all yeah. about identifying our judgments and our fears you know, transforming that and moving forward to evolve. Yes, I agree to that, Eric. You spoke about the inner child and I want to ask you, is it true that it's important for a man to be connected to his inner child for the relationship as well and for his connection to his feminine partner? Absolutely. That's what it's all about. That's where vulnerability and transparency come in. And that's where true power comes in for a man, a man to be able to be vulnerable a man to be able to be open and honest with himself, to feel all of his emotions, to be gentle, to be kind, and be able to honor the feminine within. The way that you get to the feminine is through the inner child because the inner child has all the information. Mm. When, the, when, when you come into this world, when the soul comes into this world and it's this little, little baby It's pure and innocent. That baby has no judgment. That baby has no fear because 
it comes in trusting that this mother and this father are going to take care of them. The baby's on its back with his hands and its feet up in the air going, yeah, I'm just here. Someone's going to feed me. Someone's going to put clothes on me, right? Totally trusting and accepting. And then you go through the process of being here, being human, and you, you start to get imprinted by the behavior programs of your lineage, the lineage of your ancestors that gets passed down from one generation to the next. So when you're talking about connecting to the feminine and connecting to the inner child, if you really want to evolve and you really want to heal and you want to be a part of this ascension process, it's paramount that you connect with the inner child because the inner child needs to know that it's safe to reveal the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And that you, the individual, is going to be able to receive it and honor it with integrity and grace and compassion and empathy. That's the path of the warrior of the light. That's the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. Is to be able to walk in beauty in every moment. To be able to, to greet yourself to connect and, and greet the inner child within with gentleness, to be gentle with yourself, to be kind to yourself. And if you can develop that relationship with the inner child, then that's what you bring out into the world. It all starts with the relationship with yourself, with the inner child. How would you describe for someone that doesn't have access to that yet, how to connect to this aspect of yourself? Well, not to correct you, but it's not an aspect of yourself. It's actually who you, who you really are. Mm. You're always a child. The soul is not interested in age or time. Yes. That's something that we've created. So like I said, you are a being of light in a human body. And so the inner child is always there. There's you when you were born, when you were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. And you can actually communicate with that part of you and hear it inside. In the place where you hear yourself thinking is the place where you'll hear your inner child talking. You just have to listen. Most people don't listen. But also, not to get off onto another area, you still have the spirit world and you still have the battle, the spiritual battle that's going on for this planet. And so there's lower density or darker spirits that exist in that world and they can influence you. They can whisper and they can talk to you in your ear to get you to do things. That's like when you see somebody who's really lost their way and they're probably homeless on the street and they're just talking to something or someone and people walk by like, oh, they're crazy. Chances are they're actually talking to spirits because the darker spirits, they like to keep us in limbo. They want to keep us in between no fear and fear. A little bit of fear, as long as there's a little bit of fear and there's a little bit of judgment, the darker spirits, the, the, the lower density spirits have something to feed off of. Mm. That's what they feed off of. That's their food. 
So as soon as you go into a place of no fear and you're just all light and love, total acceptance, you cannot be influenced by the darkness, nor will you attract it because the darkness doesn't want to be around a big ball of light. Mm. It actually can't be because there's laws in the spirit world as well. If I walk into a room, a dark room, and I light a candle, the darkness runs, right? So if I'm walking with my light and I'm shining my light on everything and I'm aware of what's going on and I'm present and I have no fear and I have no judgment, then you can't be influenced by the darkness. There's no place Mm. for it in the light. So to get back to, you know, the inner child and how to connect with the inner child, yes, it's about intention. It's just about communicating. It's, it's starting that conversation, however it is that you do it. There really is yeah. no right or wrong. You're the master. You're the master. You decide what you want it to be. You decide what that relationship looks like. So sit with yourself, get quiet, and ask yourself, if I'm going to build a relationship with my inner child, what would that look like? So how does the relationship to the inner child affect the intimate relationship with a partner? You can answer your question by observing children. How do children interact with each other? Is it really direct, pure, and innocent? It's incredibly direct, pure, and innocent. And they're transparent. They're not afraid to speak their mind. You know those TV shows back in the day where kids say the darndest things? I mean, if you spend time around children, you'll know they're not afraid to say anything. A little child baby will walk right up to somebody and stare somebody right in the face and, you know, say and do whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah. But then later on in their life, they go through their experiences and then they develop judgments. Mm. And then the fear, the fear comes in. So now you're, you're older, you're in a relationship. Somebody says something. It triggers you. The emotion comes up. You feel a certain way. The judgment starts to come in. And then you start, you put your mask on, pretend to be something that you're not because you're trying to hide from these things that don't feel good. But the child, children don't think about that. The key is, is transparency and to have the courage to speak your truth, no matter what it is, no matter how embarrassing you think it might be no matter how critical you think they may respond, no matter what insecurities it brings up in you, because the reality of it is everybody's exactly the same. The seven and a half billion people that are all here on the planet, whether it's in this lifetime or past life, we've all gone through the same exact thing. We are all exactly the same. The only thing that's different about me and you, my brother, is the way that you look (laughs) (laughs) and the clothes that you choose to wear. Because deep down inside, as you know, the time that we spent together, you shared your life experiences with me and I shared them with you and they were pretty similar. Yeah. You know, they mean something different to each of us, but you've been abused. I've been abused. You've been the abuser. I've been the abuser. And it goes around and around and around and Mm -hmm. around. So the only person that you're really hiding from is yourself because everybody else knows the truth. (laughs) (laughs) What in your opinion is the purpose of triggering each other in an intimate relationship? And can you explain it on an example of a very common topic like abandonment? Yeah, if we're talking about abandonment, you want to look at, well, 
what times in your life do you feel like you have been abandoned? Were you abandoned by your mother and your father? Were you abandoned by your grandmother or your grandfather, your brother or your sister or your first friend or your first girlfriend or a teacher or a mentor? You know, when did that actually happen? You want to look to the root cause. You want to, that's the whole thing. You want to try to get to the root cause of where abandonment happened in the first place. Because the reason why you're dealing with abandonment in the, in the present moment is because you're attracting people to abandon you, to remind you of when you were abandoned in the past. Because the soul and the inner child are only interested in evolving and moving forward. In the, the Native American traditions, they never looked back. The only reason that they would look back into their life was to identify something from their past that they're holding on to that is preventing them from moving forward. That's why I was saying earlier that we attract different people in our lives to show us what it is that we're holding on to, what it is that we're suppressing that is holding us back from evolving and ascending back into the light. So Eric, what's your take on sacred sexuality and sacred relationships? Yeah, the first, well, I mean, it all comes back to the same thing. It's all about vulnerability and transparency. First and foremost with yourself and then bringing that into the relationship. No secrets. No mask. Total vulnerability open to receive and in integrity and honorably giving and doing that with compassion and empathy with an understanding that the couples share with each other. One of the, the most difficult things for couples to do is to be completely and totally transparent. Yeah. No, no secrets, no hiding. So if you can come into that, that interaction like that, where there's no judgment and there's no fear, then the soul can really connect. When that happens, the chakras open up this way, they open down this way, and then that union and that connection can come together and there's, there's no resistance. It's innocent and it's pure. And so ultimately, that's, that's where you want to get to. That's the place that you want to get to, to build an honorable relationship like that, where transparency is number one, and then vulnerability, you can have those sacred experiences where everything opens up and feel connected in that way. This is it. But you have to feel safe, you know, both individuals need, need to feel safe to be vulnerable and transparent. So if you had to leave the earth today and you could only leave behind one piece of wisdom, especially to the men in the world right now, what would that be? I think I would say understand what it truly means to take full responsibility for your soul. And however long it takes you to contemplate, meditate, spend time with yourself, to understand the soul's journey, why the soul chose to come here, 
why would a being of light and love choose to come to a planet of duality for a spiritual war? Because that's what's happening here on this planet. So what I would say is, do you know why you came here? That's what I mean by taking responsibility for the choice that your soul made. Are you taking full responsibility for the understanding of why you came here? So there's a term called the light worker syndrome, basically where people working for the light are afraid of the responsibility of stepping into their power. Well, stepping into your power and realizing the master within and then being able to access abilities to assist others in their own healing comes with a great responsibility because one can be easily taken advantage of. One can be easily manipulated. One can easily be taken advantage of and their energy can be vampired because of how powerful and strong my light is or your light. Mm. How bright does your light shine? Because at the end of the day, that's what people are yearning for. That's what they want. They want to step out of the darkness. They don't like the feeling of being in the dark. If my presence is radiating light and love, when you walk into a room, when you walk into the presence of another human being, that energy and that frequency, that vibration is undeniable. And yeah. that person wants that. And a lot of people will do anything to get it. So the individual who carries that light has a great responsibility. The one who carries that knowledge, the one who carries the wisdom, the wisdom keepers, right? Yeah. So there's elders and there's warriors of the light that are highly evolved individuals and beings that are here that actually assist in anchoring in anchoring in the light to the planet to be able to assist others in their ascension process and evolving that comes with a great responsibility yes because people can easily be taken taken advantage of in their times of vulnerability once you're in your light and you're in your power you can't be taken advantage of When you know yourself, if I know who I am and I know what I stand for, I know why I'm here and I choose to walk the path that I walk, darkness can't come near me. I don't care how powerful you are. I don't care what kind of spells you're creating, what types of energies you're projecting at me, because it's not just me that you have to deal with. You have to deal with my ancestors. You have to deal with my guides. You have to deal with angels. You have to deal with heaven. And you have to deal with the creator. Yes. Darkness, there is no room here for you. <laughs> <laughs>
That's a great point to wrap up this episode. Super empowering, beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for being on here, Eric. And I'm sure our listeners get a lot out of this episode. Thank Thanks you, for bro. thinking about me. I appreciate you bringing me on to share some stories with you and, and whoever's listening. And to everybody who is out there listening, much love and light to all of you. Many blessings along your journey. And my brother, Max, I'm super happy to see where you're at after what we experienced together down in the jungle. Yeah. And so many blessings to you too on your journey. Thank you, brother. Thank you for joining us for the Heart of a King podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast and turn on your notifications so you don't miss out on any new episodes and interviews coming out every week.